0: The hear vision, McGuire Maguire's free Like we have this aerial view Of everything that's happening I know but so it's, not like, yeah, but it's not like He, he knows he's not free. passing the ball To Rio Ferdinand I, right? I, I He knows he's in front of me into this. Subscribe now To the OTB football podcast stream Wherever you get your podcasts And download the OTB sports app
1: OTB AM With Gillette Labs Get the ultimate shave Or your money back Neon night edition Available now Turn our attention To the Connick football final It's a relatively novel pairing of Sligo and Galway this weekend, and I'm delighted to say Mark Brehany and Finian Hanley are with us this morning. Uh, Mark, we're going to start with you. Good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Joe. How are you? How are you keeping? What's your level of excitement heading into the game this weekend?
2: Yeah, very excited. Obviously, uh, our first final now in eight years, so I think there's a great buzz around the town. Um, great, yeah, great buzz just chatting to people about it. You can see the flags beginning to slowly appear around shops. Um, some houses as well ar- around uh, the town and the county so yeah we're so we're going to to a final where we're we're going to be big underdogs but uh the overall feeling is this is progression it's great to be there and let's see how it goes
1: i think it's it's fair to feel about that progression that uh this isn't just a kind of random flaring up because the the various under 20 and under 18 teams over the last number of years have done well and you're coming to this final off the back of an incredible winning streak and promotion so irrespective of what happens in the final this isn't an island it feels like
2: yeah absolutely i think the the nine games in a row that we're on that that winning streak is very very important um backed up as you said with between schools football summer hill our under 20s there's just a great good feeling out there amongst the ga community in saigo so um yeah i think sunday again is going to be an important progression especially for this group they're uh there are a lot of mid-20 guys. They've had a tough time that one particular year didn't actually participate in the Connacht Championship due to COVID. Um, so, you know, that group, they had to come in as well at a stage where, I know when I was playing myself, there was a lot of guys kind of coming late 20s, early 30s, and this particular group um, were only a lot of young young guys coming in nineteen twenty, and they've had to learn a lot in, in a quick period. So for them now and for Saigo to progress, I think these lads have to stay around the next three, four years to bring the under-20s through and some of these very prosperous and minors as well.
1: In a, in a way, right, and I don't know if this is going to be, uh, I don't mean this in any way insulting, but would it actually been better for that group to have come through the Taltan Cup this year and to use that winning experience against teams of a similar standard? Because like, look, it, you know, maybe Kildare at home is the game they're going to look at and go, yeah, we can actually beat these guys. So maybe I'm completely wrong. But if if there was silverware at the end of this or a realistic chance of it, would that have been better for the group at that age, do you think?
2: I don't think so. Um, and it's probably going back to maybe my own, my own career because unless you play against the better teams, Jer, you won't really find out what, what you're about as a player, as a group. So I think we need to get to, to, to a stage where we're back in Connacht Finals. We need to learn a lot from from this Galway game, however it goes. I think going back to 2015, we'd bet Roscommon and the uh, Division 2 champions at the time and um, then you know we, we won that game and I suppose we were on a huge high with a lot of young guys and a mixture of ages that day as well but now we got obviously a, a fairly hammering in, in the Connacht final against Mayo but within a few weeks we played Tyrone and Crow Park and that game ended up I think it was 21-15 or so so for me you, you learned a lot, obviously, and there was a lot of soul searching after a Mayo game and that kind of final. But we bounced back quickly. We learned a good bit. And if we got another game after Tyrone that particular year, I think we would have learned more again. So I think it's important that we're at this stage, um, especially for the development and the growth of a lot of these players. And again, going back to when I started off, I think the restructuring of the leagues back in the late 90s was a huge help for Sligo Um what I'm talking about that is where we would have played the likes of Dublin, Kerry in the leagues, around that period, and that brought it lovely then into, um, into into the Connacht Championship, and and you were just getting used to playing against against teams that are moving the ball quicker and at a faster pace, and uh, I think that just lent itself very very well for first an important run in the early noughties. and probably backed up then with the Connacht Connacht final of 2007.
0: We have Finian Hanley on, on, the, on the line this morning as well. And, and Finian, similar question to you as we started off with Mark. Like, In terms of the excitement levels in Galway for this one, I know Port Joyce's reaction after the semi-final win probably highlighted how important the kind of Championship still is to Galway. And I think you're, you're one-off Mayo in the kind of GA role of honour. So there's motivation there ahead of the weekend.
3: There is, yeah. I think, I, I think there's a couple of... Uh Factors here. We weren't expecting to be playing Ross Common in the first match. I suppose we were getting ready in Salt Hill for a, a Galway and Mayo uh, extravaganza, which never never materialised when the Rossies turned over Mayo.
1: So were Mayo. Um, it turns out Finian. <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly. So uh, that was that was a bit of uh, a shot in the dark. But uh, you know, obviously, I was you know, I was in Hyde Park and it was it was a cagey affair. It didn't have the feel of a, a kind of championship. It was very very. Obviously defensive. Both teams are quite, quite, you know, get men behind the ball. It was cagey in the first half. Someone said it'll definitely be bit five all or six five at half time. Turned out seven three, I think it was. And uh, even though Ross Common came at Galway, Galway were fairly professional. You could see that they're a little bit further ahead in their development. Um, with regards to the excitement, I think the excitement was coming into the Ross Common game uh, uh, more so than it was this week, this this weekend. Um, we're not. Uh, there isn't that huge buzz for a Connacht final, but I do think for Park and the lads, the significance of this weekend will be that Galway haven't won two in a row in 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 twenty years. So uh, in Connacht, which is which is you know quite quite amazing, really. So two thousand and two and three was the last time we did back to back in Connacht. I think I think I'm right, but uh, so that'll be that'll be significant to to get that monkey off the back and, and do back to back. The overall standings in Connacht. You know, it'll be Galway, Mayo mostly, uh, that, 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 win these championships. So I don't even, I don't think that way is heavy, but there isn't huge excitement around here this weekend, to be honest. It's, it's, it's a bit like it's a, a foregone conclusion, uh, with Galway, you know, such heavy favourites and obviously Sligo, you know, progressing really well, but being in division four, uh, you know, there is a, there is still a gap there, even though Sligo are starting to close it, you know, 220s back to back. Um, but I think Galway, with regards to their development, having played in the All-Ireland final, the league final, are a bit bit further ahead. And, you know, I think people in Galway are thinking this will be probably KD in the first half, but comfortable in the end.
1: Because last year was so successful for Galway, obviously success this year is going to be going one step further, Finian. The, the team seems to have evolved happily through, like, having players injured or away for whatever reason. New players have come in, old players have come back. It kind of feels like... Um, Kind of magnificent seven style rallying of the troops for a massive surge this year. is that the sense in, in Galway as well that actually this has been handled very well?
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the club the club scene in Galway is quite strong at the minute. We have four um really good football teams that could compete at a national stage with salt Hill Mike Cullen, Car Finn, and malbelu, and a lot of those players are in the county setup. We have five from salt Hill in the county setup so um and they're all getting game time so. They've brought a bit of freshness, but Ian Burke is back, David or Peter Cook is back. Um uh, huge additions to, to this panel. And uh like I think I think Galway are are, are rallying to go one extra. One thing I will say though, Joe, is that last year was probably premature for Galway. We got over Armagh um, uh, on penalties, you know, a, a tight affair against Derry. We didn't play a Dublin or a Kerry. Maybe it was a year ahead of where we should be, but look, we are where we are. We have that experience now and, and the talk in Galway is certainly about all
0: And um, Mark, just listen to what Finian's saying there and, and, and how heavy favourites Galway are. Is there a belief in Sligo that, that they can win this game on Sunday? Because I'm looking at the bookies and they have Galway's 12-point favourites for the match, but is there actually a belief within Sligo that, that they can turn this one?
2: I think there's a belief that we could put in a good performance, um, Shane, and, and that's what we're looking for, I think. I think Tony McEnany has been quoted in saying that it is going to be progression over this group stage. Um, you know, this Galway game will it will it come maybe a year or two too early for us, uh, possibly, but I think what I've seen in the league has been a lot of professional approaches to games between I think the London London game away was, was one that stood out for me. I think they won one ten to six and that game in particular just went away to London to win it. I know obviously London are no no big power, but at the same time, it was just going over there, do the job. I mean, comprehensively bet New York, where a lot of people were doubting, you know, because Saigo were, were, were close to Leitrim in the, in the league, at the end of the league, and um, New York got, got the better of Leitrim. That that could have been a tight game in Markwich Park, but Saigo did a, did a very professional job there as well. So um, overall, I mean, the nine games in a row, they're growing confidence. I'm just going back to one, one under twenty one game back in 2017, where a lot of Saigo's panel are there at the moment. And they played in that particular day and they played Galway in that under-21 final and went extra time. And even the names that are on that were on that Galway team, a good few of them are still there. Um, you've got Killian McDade and Peter Cook and Sean Kelly. So I think our lads have matched up against these guys before at an age level. Just that gap between the experience of playing in, in Division 1, obviously in Division, you know, at the higher divisions, Division 1, Division 2, would probably come against Saigo this Sunday. But at the same time, it's, it's a real development stage for, for this group. It's great to get to a Connacht kind of, like, final. We're eight years without one. And um, I think there's just a good anticipation and a good buzz around Sligo that they're, they're going to go and, and fully back to team on Sunday.
0: There are players in that Sligo forward line, though, that, that certainly the Galway defenders will have to be wary of and conscious of. Like, yeah, the big score they put up at Markovic against New York, albeit, as you say, it's New York, but it was wet conditions and they put up, you know, a right bit of a score. Even Patrick O'Connor, Niall Murphy, uh, Pat Polan as well, like, these lads are, are wiry wiry players and, and Galway will have to have a plan for them, you'd imagine, Mark.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think poor choice would be naive not to have plans. I mean, you look at the scores even in the National League. You've Sean Carabin and 35, Murphy 28. Pat plan has come in. he scored 2 for play. You've got uh, Paddy O'Connor, one eleven. So a bit like Galway, if Shane Walsh is off on a particular day, uh, Comer steps up, or Ian Burke now is coming into the fray as well. But So if, if Niall Murphy has, is having an off, then um, Paddy O'Connor is chipping in you know, straight away, immediately, with, with a few scores, and Pat Spallan is, is there as well. And so you, you look at our forward line. You've got Niall Murphy and Paddy O'Connor, both former midfielders. Paddy O'Connor played, a, I felt, a very good game against Tom Parsons in 2017 in midfield. Niall Murphy was a young 21-year-old um, in 2015 when we got when we, we better Roscommon and got to that kind of final and. and, and did, did a very, very good job in, in division three league for us that time. but both of them are inside in the full forward line now. And I'm just probably probably thinking with Tony McIntyre's own team of, of our map back in back in the early noughties of um the two men inside with C V McDonald and, and Ronan Clark that you know uh, so was, uh, Niall and Paddy wouldn't be the six foot three, six foot four typical midfield midfielders, but they're they're rangy guys, they're good in the air. And um you know, I think if we can get good early ball in, in on Galway on, on Sunday we can, we can cause them a little bit of trouble.
1: Is the hope that Tony McIntyre can lead the team in a loud-style run over the next couple of years now that they've, like, free from the COVID disruption and missing the championship and actually getting a good run at it?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I was involved as a selector with Tony the first year in COVID and, and it was very disruptive. Um, we played loud. It was the, the divisions were broke up into kind of groups of, of four back then and... Um, so we had Loud, Antrim and Leitrim. And we bet Leitrim in our first game. We felt we were going well and we had uh, Antrim and that was, I think, it just went right down to the wire. They bet us by a point up in Corrigan Park. And then we went to Loud and we, I have to say, one of the best cycle performance I had seen in years in the first half and we were well in control of the game and they got a goal immediately from the throw in the second half and they ended up beating us by, by a few points on, on the day. But I just seen Loud progression all of a sudden. They, they got the bounce of getting out of that group that particular year they went from then went from three to two and you could see then um, just the confidence growing and Mickey Hart obviously instilling a a good game plan um, amongst them so I think if the big thing for us was getting out of division four this year everything now is is really big bonus territory there's no pressure on us going in on Sunday and um, as I said I'm hoping for um, just a good performance and I think we have a lot of forwards there that can cause um, the these these goal defenders a little bit of trouble on the day Finney you mentioned the
1: fact that um, last year might have been a little bit ahead of schedule what do you see in this year to give you some confidence that actually if they do come up against a Dublin or a Kerry that uh, they they have enough different style of play within a match that they're actually going to be able to adapt to the challenges the particular challenges that they will throw up
3: Um, I think we're I think we're we have a bigger panel this year, Joe, to be honest. Obviously, John Maher has been a revelation. Um, you know, he's been knocking around the club scene for six or seven years. He's he's from Salt Hill. Um, but he's come in this year and really, you know, lit up. Killy McDay got injured and he's lit up the um, the, the midfield area with, with Paul Conroy. Uh, we have options there with Peter Cook. We have big men. We have Matthew Cheney We can put a lot of guys out to midfield if we need to. Um, I think up front, uh, particularly... You'll have Ian Burke, Jamie Comer, probably, in Shane Walsh, given their performance the last day, but uh, you've Tom O'Callaghan, Desi Keneally, and obviously Robert Finnerty on the bench. So you've got a front, you've got another front three to come in there, Gerr. So look, we, we we have a bit more uh, experience, obviously, in players who played in the final, but then we've got a, a really, really good supporting cast uh, at the minute, uh, with guys who've got a significant game time against uh, big teams in, in, in Division One, <laughs> and I, I I do think that. Um, or a counter attacking game this year uh, has gone another level uh, last year we were a little bit trying to figure it out after coming off the back of a more attacking style when power came in first so from what I've seen this year we've gone extreme at times with you know fifteen men inside our row forty five really nailing it down uh, and going on extreme counter and it looks like they've developed that another bit further, which gives them probably a better defensive structure and a better foundation. They're not conceding as much uh, no, they're not scoring as much either, but I think uh, in in tight games if if you keep it to 50-60 minutes we do have the forwards then uh, to go and push
1: on. I think it's a slightly underrated narrative here about um, Pork Joyce displaying a lack of ego in bringing Keane O'Neill on board and saying everything I said when when I arrived here, I might have been a little bit, you know, uh, I might have uh, jumped the gun a little bit with, oh, we're going to go out and free flow and attacking football a la the 98 team, and then it's like, actually, that's not going to work for us, so I need to rethink this. And Keane O'Neill is obviously a a big persona, a big personality. You can see on the sideline that sometimes the conversations are heated, but not everybody has the balls to do that and actually, yeah, you know what, I'm I'm ready to have somebody... um, who will fight me on the sideline and go actually you know what I think I'm right and I have the conviction of of my views um it's rare enough that a manager has the emotional intelligence to do that
3: it definitely and obviously park is a, is a god in galway um and he's been looked up to by everyone as a player and now as a manager uh, he's done it at every level and uh to to look to, I, I, after the first two years they they didn't go great uh, there was a, a, a hope that football may change into the tiki taka or the the extreme attacking, but look, it it hasn't, and maybe it, it won't for a while. So, you know, to allow keen O'Neill who's in a super experienced coach, has been there on on loads of fronts with different teams, Mayo and Tip and Kerry, uh, and got over the line to you know the rain. I don't know what level of of, of um, expertise he brings. To the, to the whole setup with regards to the finer detail, but you know, it looks like they are finally, finally tuned machine that everyone knows their role when they're without the ball, when they're with the ball, you know, how they move into attack, how they move into defense, you know, uh, Rory, Rory, uh, Gallagher's doing it in 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 Derry as well. So, you know, Porrick has really, you know, he's brought in the structures, he's, he's 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 managing it really well. There's a good buzz in Galway, there's development squads, there's, you know, they're they're trying to raise money for the team, trying to raise money for for underage, you know, Parks at the forefront of that. Um, you know, in Chantonham, he's trying to do everything to lead this in a really really good place and get over uh, get over the line to win that 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 All Ireland Championship as well. So, uh, fair play to him He's he, he, he has it in a really good place there's everyone singing off the same hymn sheet and he has them all you know really chomping to get in and, and, and play and I I I and I assume that Keane O'Neill is a big part of that as well
1: yeah no definitely fair play to him uh, fair play to you both for joining us this morning enjoy the game folks I won't ask you for predictions we we have a fair sense that it's going to be a, a Galway win but maybe it's the manner uh, of the performance really that everybody's looking forward to Mark best of luck this weekend Philly, and thanks a million for joining us too Thanks, thanks, sir. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.